Take a second, turn around, say hello to somebody. And welcome. To, if you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you. Fill it out and drop it in the offering bag as it goes through. New Vine Kids Christmas program will be Sunday, December 17th at 6 p.m. Come enjoy their Christmas songs and support the kids. Don't forget our annual Christmas Eve offering for Ethiopia. This year, you can also visit the Ethiopia table and buy some authentic Ethiopian products for a donation that will also go towards the offering. Help us support our ministries and friends in Ethiopia. We will have three Christmas Eve services this year. Sunday morning will be regular Sunday service with Kids Ministry at 10.30 a.m., Special Christmas Eve services will be at 5.30 and 10.30 p.m. That service will only last around 30 minutes and you can wear your pajamas. See you on Christmas Eve as we celebrate the birth of Jesus. Thanks for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here and enjoy the service. Am I on? I am on. You guys doing good? Christmas shopping done? No? I haven't started mine. My Christmas shopping consists of me going to Kohl's, walking in, buying two gift cards, and walking out. 
One's for Liz's birthday and one's for Christmas. So that's the deal. Um, every year, the Hunter Fire Department, Franklin Township Fire Department, has a Santa parade. And they go through the neighborhood picking up food and doing all kinds of stuff. And it's in our truck. So we're going to unload it at the free store at 1.30 today. So if you want to come down there and help, it'll be great because we need a lot of people to do that. And and uh, so it'll... If you're a guest, we have a free store. We've been open since 1993, and we have about 1,600 families that we help with food and clothes all the, every Wednesday and Friday. So anyway, every Wednesday and Saturday. So if you want to come help, be there at 1.30, and we'll unload the truck. And if you don't come, it'll be me, and I don't want to do that. Okay, so um, I think that's it. And if you didn't get a chance to buy, to, to buy some toys, you still can and bring them next Sunday, okay? So uh, let's say a prayer, and we'll take up the offering. So, Lord, just thank you that we could come and be with you today. I ask you to bless these gifts. Use them to your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. For maybe a couple thousand years, the church has celebrated Advent. The word Advent means appearing. And so down through history, the church has had these little things that they do to remind us to get ready for Christmas, uh, for the birth of Christ. So we celebrate the first Advent, looking forward to the second Advent when Jesus will come back. And so each week we light a candle uh, that reminds us of some different things, and so First week, uh, Mark lit the candle and got it. And it reminds us of hope. The prophets in the Old Testament uh, saw that the world was in darkness and one day God would send a light. And we know who that light is, that that light is Jesus. And and one of the other prophets, Isaiah the prophet, um, in Isaiah 6, he said that that one day a child would be born and he would be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father of the Prince of Peace. And so on the second Sunday of Advent, 
we remember the peace that Jesus brings. And that's what actually we're going to talk about today in church. Okay? So let's say a prayer, and then I'll show you a video, and then we will read Scripture, and and you'll get out earlier. How's that? I get in trouble with Liz because the kids' ministry don't have enough time to do their stuff if I do a short sermon. So I'm going to stretch it out and talk slow. (laughs) I'm not. Uh, Let's say a prayer. Lord, thank you for today. Thank you that we can come and be with you. Thank you that you actually wanted to be with us first. And so, God, we ask you just to be in our midst. Help us to remember who you are as we remember that, that you're one of us. In Jesus' name, amen.
All right. Didn't think you'd see that in church, huh? <clears throat> Every time I read the scripture and, and read what I'm going to read to you, I just think of that. And so listen to, to what Luke said. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God went, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth to a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Almost every other religion in the world uh, is structured so that humanity has to make its way to God, trying to get to God, uh, people trying to get there. But in the upside-down kingdom of Jesus, God comes to us. And and so that that is the deal. Um, he is one of us, right? Uh, and so God became one of us. And so we're going to look at four things and maybe get out early. And uh, I'll get in trouble for doing that, but that's okay. Uh, we're going to look at the mystery of the deal. We're going to look at the the mission and motivation, and we're going to look at the meaning of it. Okay? So you have no place to go. So here we go. The motivation. Okay? Uh, in this passage, we're, we're told one of the greatest mysteries of all time. Okay? It, it's just it's just a mystery. And, and, uh, and the Christian church calls it the incarnation. Okay? And the word incarnation simply means in the flesh. That, that God came in the flesh, that, uh, the mystery was that, uh, that He would, He would come and, uh, He would reveal Himself and He would be born in a manger, in a stable. Totally unexpected, totally different, totally mysterious that the Son of God would come that way. Uh, He would set out to save humanity from the inside, which is different, right? And He would become one of us. And this would be scandalous or even blasphemous if it weren't true. But it is true. John records in the Gospel of John, he, he refers to Jesus as the Word. And listen to what it says about Jesus. It says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Okay, that's verse 1. Verse 14 goes down to explain the incarnation. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we've seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And so the Son of the Most High actually became also the son of Mary. And so the deal is this. Our God is not a far-off deity who demands that we make our way to him. Okay? Okay? This is the deal. Our God is one of us. He is one of us. Jesus is God in the flesh. He became a person. It's called the incarnation. And so that's the mystery. And, and Mary didn't understand it. Right? She didn't get it. I don't get it. It's a mystery, but God did it, and he became a person in Jesus, and that's called the incarnation. The second thing is the mission, and this is an important part. Uh, we're told uh, 
behind the mystery that, that, that there's a singular thing that's going on, and it's redemption. God came to redeem us. Uh, he was on a rescue mission, and it's a mission of redemption. Now, I asked this in the first service, and this service might be a little younger, but how many remember top value stamps or S&H green stamps? Okay, some of you do. Okay, if you don't, I'll explain it to you. Years ago, you didn't get a text and coupons on your phone because they didn't exist. And so you would go to the Kroger store, as my grandma called it, in Irvin, Kentucky. She said, I'm going to go to the Kroger store. And I still call it that, and Liz gets after me. No, it's just Kroger's. No, it's the Kroger store. You go to the Kroger store, and then you would you would uh, get your thing there, and they would give you a little thing with stamps on it. They were called top value stamps. And I think if you went to another place, it was S&H green stamps, okay? And then they would have a catalog with stuff that you could buy if you saved enough of those stamps. And I remember in Irvin, Kentucky, they had a store. It was called the Redemption Store. And you would take your top value stamps to the redemption store and you'd turn in your book and you could get a baseball glove or you can get whatever you saved it for. So you redeemed those things, okay? Jesus came to redeem us. He came to set us free, to, to save us so that we could have that relationship with God and it's called redemption. And, uh, it's a mystery, but, but it's, it's plain. Uh, it says this back in that verse, uh, in Luke. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you're to call him Jesus. And Jesus is, is a, a Greek word for Yeshua, Joshua, and it means the Lord saves. Jesus came as a Savior so that we could have a relationship with God, so that we could be saved from our sins and have that the gift of, of eternal life. And so uh, Eugene Peterson, who translated the Bible as the message, he, he says it like this. The Word became flesh and blood and moved into our neighborhood. And so the, the mystery of the incarnation sheds light on the mission that God was up to something. And, and this is the deal. God is always coming to us, okay, uh, so that we can come to him. We didn't initiate the deal. I remember uh, going to church growing up, going to vacation Bible school, having to memorize scriptures. And uh, I remember one in First John, it says, we love him because he first loved us. So the deal is that we're responding to God's love. God came as a person so that we could have that relationship with him. Good? We're half done. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to be in big trouble. I'll get a drink. Just, I'm killing time. I have to live that lady, so. A wonderful person. She really is. Third thing is the motivation. Why did God do this stuff? Okay? The motivation behind the whole thing is this, and you guys ought to know this for sure. It's called love. That God loves us. Uh, I think it's in, in Jeremiah talks about that God loves us with an everlasting love. In Romans 5, 8, it says, but God demonstrated his love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And, and so, this is love. It's not that we love God, as it says in 1 John. This is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for us. God loved us first, okay? Um, I learned this a long, long time ago in a class that I taught. A, a real friend is somebody who knows all about you and likes you anyway. Got that? God knows all of our stuff, but he loves us with an everlasting love, and, and, he, and he cares about us, and that his motivation was that. And so Advent is is that. Advent is God's... Demonstrating his love toward us. And, it, and it's not a sentimental kind of love. It's a, a, a reckless love. 
that he was willing to come and, and, and die in our place so that we could have that relationship with God. And uh, he risked it all because he's driven by love. And then a passage you probably all know by heart. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. It's all about love, that he loved us with an everlasting love. And so that was his motivation, that he loved us. Even though we're unlovable, uh, because all of us have sinned, right? All of us have made mistakes. All of us are broken. But God loves us anyway, and that's why Jesus came, so we could have that relationship with him. And the last thing. I'm in trouble. The meaning, okay? It's interesting to me. Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, if you read the prophets of the Old Testament, see, we have a Bible, and we put it together, and we kind of think it's whatever thing. The Old Testament was, was written a long time before the New Testament, and the prophets were a long, long time, hundreds of years before Jesus was born. But Isaiah the prophet said this. He said, For unto us a child is born, a son is given, And the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called the Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And as I lit that candle, the Prince of Peace. Jesus came uh, so that we could have that relationship with God. He came to give us peace, so that we could have real peace. And as I think about that, I think about three different things. First of all, Jesus came to give us peace with God, that we could have peace with God. Because all of us, we don't. And so we need to have, sometimes people say, I made peace with God. The way you make peace with God is through Jesus, okay? And so in Romans, it says this, Therefore, since we've been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus came to to bridge the gap so that we could have that relationship with God, so that we could have peace with God. He not only gives us peace with God, he gives us peace with others, okay? Um, Second Corinthians, finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice, strive for full restoration, encourage one another, be of one mind, live in peace, and the God of love and peace will be with you. If you remember the story in Genesis, when God made people, right? And uh, he told them, you guys can do whatever you want to, but just don't eat from this one tree, and they messed up and did it, right? And, and God came to Adam, and he says, where are you, Adam? They hid, and and uh, then God said to Adam, what have you done? And Adam gave the classic man answer for all of eternity, the woman, right? He always blamed, you know, they always blame, right? But I want you to understand something, that story, not only did it mess up their relationship with God, it messed up their relationship with each other. Their relationship with God was broken, now their relationship with each other was broken. Jesus came so that we could have peace with God, and Jesus came so that we could have peace with each other, as Paul said in in Corinthians. But another aspect of peace, which is really important, I think, is that he came to give us peace within ourselves. Because stuff is going on in here, right? And uh, a lot of times there's there's wars going on in our head. There's there's problems, there's issues that are going on that that we have to deal with. And anxiety and stress and all the stuff that goes along with that. Jesus came to give us peace on the inside. Jesus said this to his disciples. He says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. He came to give us peace, real peace on the inside. So that no matter what's going on, we can go, it's going to be okay. Because we can trust him. Because we know that he's got this. Paul said it best, I think, in First Corinthians, or no, in First Timothy. Or maybe, no, in I'm wrong. In Philippians, here we go. And the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. 
And we need our minds and hearts guarded. And he promises to do that. He promises uh, to give us that relationship. And uh, and it's peace that passeth all understanding. We We can't even explain it. But all we know is because we have a relationship with God, because we've trusted Jesus, we can have real peace on the inside. And the word peace is right there, right? Just say, just say the word, say the word peace. Peace. The word itself is calming. I'll tell you how goofy I am, okay? How, how many, how many grew up in a Catholic church? Anybody grew up in a Catholic church? Alright, and then you, when you, in communion, when for you, 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 they say to do the sign of peace, right? Right? I've never been a Catholic. Okay, they'll say, do the sign of peace. My first experience in the Catholic church, I worked in Cincinnati and I went to Mass. And they said, uh, greet your brother with the sign of peace. And I go, like that. And uh, my supervisor says, what are you doing? I said, well, you said the sign of peace. And the priest said that. I'm a hippie, okay, from the 60s. But, uh, but just saying the word peace does something, right? This is the deal. If God had a name, what would it be? And if you could call him to his face, if you're faced with him in all his glory, what would you ask if you had just one question? What if God was one of us? My answer is this. He is. His name's Jesus. All of us can have that relationship with God. If we come to that place that we invite Jesus to come in our life and we trust him, putting our faith in him, we make peace with God and we have peace within ourselves and we can have peace with others. So two questions. What's God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it today? So let's just bow our heads just for a second. Maybe you've never come to that place that you've invited Jesus to come in your life. And the Bible tells us that we need to do that. We need to get baptized to identify with him, with his death, burial, and resurrection. And so maybe you need to do that. Or maybe something else is going on. You need God's peace just to come in your life right now. So let's just listen to this song. Amen. Let's just keep our heads bowed for a second. Uh, maybe you're going through some stuff. Sometimes we do this every once in a while, and so it's not a weird thing to do. But maybe you're going through some stuff and you just would like some prayer. We invite people just to stand up where they're at. Uh, if you just like with prayer today, maybe you got some stress going on or maybe just some problems or maybe you just want prayer. And so we invite you just to stand up. So if you got anything going on and you'd like prayer, just just stand up. It's a safe thing. I'm going to wait a few seconds because I know all of you guys don't all have it together. Because I know I don't. Anyone else want to, want to stand up? Okay.
going to wait a couple more minutes. It's a safe thing. Don't worry about it. Just stay standing. Okay. Okay, this is the, if you're near one of these persons, just go stick your hand on their shoulder. Okay, don't be freaked out. Somebody's going to come stick their hand on your shoulder. Okay, just open your eyes and go look around. It's okay. You don't need to know them or know anything about them because you can't fix them anyway. But God, God knows. Okay? So just look around. We need some more people. You too, go ahead. I'll make sure everybody's got somebody. Okay, just pray for them. Just ask God to come and ask the Holy Spirit to come and just to, to, just to bless them and, and uh, just to be with them right now. Lord, I just thank you for these that are standing. God, I ask you to bless them. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come right now. Let your peace come. <clears throat> Let the peace that passeth all understanding come and just rest on them today, Lord. Help them, God, just to feel that right now, Lord. Let it come. Let your peace come. More, Lord. More. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I just thank you for them. I, Lord, I ask you to just continue to work in their life. Thank you for their courage just to stand up, Lord, today, because I know that all of us have stuff, Lord, that, that none of us are exempt from stuff because we're all alive and we live in this crazy world and we have stuff even within us. So, Lord, I just ask you to bless what you're doing in their lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You guys can have a seat. Thank you guys for standing. If you have one of these, grab it and take it out. Let's see if I can do it. They're hard to open up. Every week we, we end with communion, remembering who we are, and, and everyone's welcome to share communion with us. We practice what we call an open table, meaning that at the first Lord's Supper, there's a guy who uh, betrayed Jesus at the table. There was a guy who denied Jesus at the table, and the rest of the guys split. And when Jesus got arrested, they all bailed on him. So we believe that everyone's welcome uh, at the table. And we always uh, say a prayer uh, at the beginning just to uh, remind us of who we are and whose we are. So let's just, let's just say this prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took bread and he said, This is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After supper, it says he took the cup of wine and he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, new relationship. Do this in remembrance of me. And the Apostle Paul, writing to the church at Corinth, said, As often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we're proclaiming the Lord's death 
until he comes. We remember what Jesus did. We're reminded of what we're supposed to do. Amen. Let's all stand. Hey, Liam, do me a favor, blow these candles out at the end for me, okay? After we pray. Uh, 1.30, if you can come help me unload the truck. It's a, a pile of food for our free store, and uh, there'll probably be toys in there too for our, for our thing that we give away to families. So if you're guests, thanks for hanging out with us today. Um, Remember Christmas Eve, we have like a, uh, we'll have regular church at 1030 on Christmas Eve day, and then we'll have two Christmas Eve services, one at 530 and 1030, and you really can wear your pajamas. People do that, so I'm not going to. But anyway, all right, so let's, let's, let's pray. Lord, thank you for your love and mercy and your grace. Thank you, Lord, that you came not only to give us hope, you came to give us real peace. And so, Lord, as we go, help us to share that with other people, that they can come to know Jesus. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. amen. Bless you guys.